Hi, I'm Yanyan Huang, and I am an artist. I mostly work in painting and drawing, as well as textiles, uh, ceramics, and performance. My methodology functions both as delves. My methodology delves into adapts、mm, functions. My methodology encompasses. Different strategies, such as appropriation and homage, meditation, appropriation and homage, providing historical linkage、um, to contemporary times by contemporary time by adapting. Technologies and materials used at historical sites. The works that arise are durational and emotively driven. Are results of durational and emotively driven states of meditation.、Um, I research and appropriate. Techniques and iconography from ancient cultures,、mm, which are universally typical. I don't know about that. Oh, just okay. Hello, I'm Yanyan Huang, and I'm an artist. I primarily work in painting. Drawing, textiles, ceramics, and performance. My practice is meditation and research-based.、Um, so, my work is autobiographical, and it traces my history from, well, my family history. In that we immigrated to America when I was a child.、Um, I had been born in Sichuan in the late eighties, and it was a huge culture shock moving to America.、Um, everything familiar and comforting had changed in an instant. My language, my role in society, everyday habits, and ways of existing in the world—small things that add up to. Basically, who we are. I had to immediately undergo the task of learning and becoming fluent in English, and American ways and structures of existence, which are very different,、um, and more individually inclined than collectively minded. Familiarly and community-minded East Asian cultures. I also began learning advanced math, classical piano, and ballet at the same time. I think as a child, you don't think about how or why things happen, or why you're doing things, and you become an actor of sorts to please your parents and to fit into society.
Um, reflecting back on that early time, it's interesting to see Western European Baroque elements of the 16th to 18th century come to the surface in my work. I spent um, over a decade living and traveling around Italy, um, specifically Florence, where the Renaissance became a large part of my existence and source of artistic influence. In a sense, whenever you are learning or listening to art from a different culture and era, you are inhabiting that specific moment in time, or at least you're inhabiting your interpretation and you are creating a new interpretation of that specific moment in time. In Italy, it is very clear that architecture and past cultural artifacts still shape the thinking and self-image of Italians today, which I think is very important for people to have any sort of honest identity, to have a mirror that shows them who they are. With their millennia of stories, they have access to the entire range of human emotion, passion, cross-cultural narratives, and adaptations, which I think we are lacking in America because of collective cultural amnesia. It wasn't until high school where I took an American history course that I learned about the genocide that European settlers and colonialists had conducted in America. Because prior to that, um, my education had shielded me from learning about this. Slavery and indigenous populations were glossed over a bit. And it wasn't until I read Howard Zinn that I realized how much of American history is shaped by, um, well, the dominant class um, wanting to retain their dominance and also whitewash the true history to make themselves somehow more worthy or deserving of the privileges and benefits that they receive in society. Um, as you can imagine, I was shocked because I had been raised to believe that America was, you know, the melting pot where all cultures and ethnicities could come together, blend, and link arms in a sort of kumbaya coexisting um, paradise. And what I discovered is reality is far from that. Um, and more importantly, um, China, as it becomes a sizable global competitor, it threatens its ways of um, governance and 
communal-mindedness um, threatens the American exceptionalism view that America is all-powerful, the wealthiest, and, you know, so on and so forth. The best country, quotation marks, in the world. <laughs> um, and I think what's interesting is oftentimes um, political scientists um, draw linkages to ancient Rome in ways of looking at their own imperialism. Um, but having spent time in Rome, um, researching the history a bit, um, I would say America has nothing to do with ancient Rome because, yes, Rome was founded on a myth, but once they waged wars and conquered peoples, they, um, immediately adapted those people to Roman culture, which was based on a mix of pagan, pagan ritual and beliefs and a blend of the Eastern religion, Christianity. And so it's hard for me to get a clear idea of what America embodies as a culture because there are, there seems to be competing factions um, of immigrants, interest groups, uh, political parties, uh, <laughs> you know, races, so on and so forth, all battling each other for dominance, um, it seems. Um, and so as a first-generation Asian-American immigrant, it has always been confusing to me to try to find my role within society, um in a way that I can be visible and be a so-called model minority, a term which I battled against growing up, but couldn't help achieving anyway. <laughs> um, and also grappling with uh, pressures of femininity, but not being hypersexualized, which Asian women are in Western society. And then also being a good role model for my brother and sister um, who are younger than me. And there have not been many healthy role models for them to look up to. So now, <laughs> I feel the pressure of being that model. And then, under all that, who am I? You know, 
the narcissistic uh, identity question that all Americans deal with. Who am I? Am I what I can buy? Am I what I am wearing? Am I my friends? Am I my car? It makes sense that in a consumer consumption-driven society and advertising and media-dominated society that we would define ourselves as what we own or what we can afford or where we travel to, so on, etc. But I don't believe that is an identity at all. Those are just passing temporary fleeting things. I mean, I for one get so much more joy waiting for something to arrive than maybe the object itself. I don't know if other people are like this, but I think it's in the longing and time between events where one can experience true eternity. In a sense, whenever you are learning or listening to art from a different culture and era, you're inhabiting that specific moment in time. And if you are an artist or musician, you are recreating an interpretation of that time. In Italy, it's very clear that architecture and past cultural artifacts shapes the thinking and self-image of Italians today. So among my sources, I draw upon historical contexts ranging from ancient graves, grottos, and sacred ruins, archaeological sites, palace museums, trade routes around the Mediterranean, site-specific centers of cultural creation, to create a syncretism of cultures and times. In a sense, it is me mapping out myself, me mapping out threads that resonate with me. It is a grand self-creation. I want to show layers of time and the passing of time, how it passes and flows, and yet is an illusion all at once. My Instagram performances began in 2018 following the death of a close friend and photographer, Ren Hong, um, which really devastated me and I didn't know how to cope, so 
I channeled all my rage and grief into becoming this internet character and existing basically only for Instagram. I would listen to music, dress up, and pantomime. And this lasted from 2018 to 2020. They were a way for me to show that identity is mostly a contextual construct, a figment of the imagination. Depending on how one feels about their surroundings at any given moment. What am I and who am I? They aim to question the importance placed on identity in American culture and how we have all become obsessive curators of our own identities through social media, but also in how we present ourselves in everyday life. It was a cathartic process for me and inspired by a range of performance archetypes throughout history, such as Commedia dell'arte figures in early Italian opera, such as the buffo, the dramatic character, the weeping chorus figure, and contemporary street performers in Italian town squares. As I interviewed Ren for Purple Magazine, and we'd discussed being Asian in a Western contextual lens, always being visible but never truly blending into a crowd, I wanted to become a hyper-visible mirror of society to show how society forces roles upon us that make us perform in self-destructive ways.